Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Mia McCarthy. Boston has been warm and sunny with a few showers lately. Temperatures on Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 77 degrees and a low of 66 degrees, with the rest of the week filled with thunderstorms. Christina Melhorn is here now to report on updates to BU's Title IX policy. University announced on Monday that it will be updating its sexual misconduct in Title IX policy in compliance with the changes made by the Department of Education. In an email sent to all university students, faculty, and staff, BU said it will narrow the definition of sexual harassment prohibited by Title IX, narrow the geographic scope of covered conduct, require live hearings to judge cases covered under Title IX, and mandate that each party has an advisor at the hearing to provide cross-examination. The new changes are set to go into effect on August 14, 2020. The university noted in its email other aspects of Title IX that the new updates will not phase out. Current procedures used to address sexual misconduct allegations, the use of a preponderance of evidence standard, and requirements for sexual misconduct prevention training and reporting will all remain under the new policy. This fall, BU plans to use its existing policy approval process to integrate the DOE's new Title IX regulations. This will include a review of the report of the Working Group on Gender-Based Harassment Prevention. The university says that it will continue to seek out and adopt the best practices that help to ensure the safety of all members of our community. In Western Massachusetts, I'm Christina Melhorn for WTBU News. Joining us now is Amanda Schneider with an update on Cape Cod shark sightings. Swimmers in Plymouth and Cape Cod were ordered out of the water this weekend after there were numerous sightings of sharks, marking the arrival of shark season for Massachusetts. On Sunday, a white shark was spotted 20 yards off head of the Meadow Beach in Truro, and another shark was spotted about 200 yards off Long Beach in Plymouth. As a result, swimmers were ordered to leave the water at head of the Meadow Beach until 1 p.m., and beaches in Plymouth were closed for three hours per order of the Plymouth Harbormaster. After investigation, however, the Plymouth Harbormaster found a porpoise in the area that may have been mistaken for a shark. Sunday's sighting in Plymouth marks the second shark sighting in the area for the weekend, with the first sighting occurring on Saturday at Whitehorse Beach. Shark sightings have become more common in the Cape Cod area over the years, partially due to the area's large population of gray seals. Last year, a shark was spotted eating a seal off head of the Meadow Beach, forcing it to close as it did this past Sunday. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Stephanie Joseph with a story on a unanimous Supreme Court vote. The Supreme Court unanimously voted on Monday to allow states to require that electoral college members vote for presidential candidates that they have endorsed. Electors can now be replaced or reprimanded if they do not support the presidential candidate who they once pledged to vote for. The Supreme Court's decision factored in two court cases from Washington and Colorado. Peter Brett Chiafalo and two others were fined $1,000 after they voted for Colin Powell instead of Hillary Clinton, the candidate they pledged to vote for in the 2016 election. In Chiafalo versus Washington, the Washington Supreme Court ruled that the state can choose their electoral college and direct its members to commit to voting for whoever wins the popular vote. Michael Baca was replaced because he wanted to vote for John Kasich instead of Hillary Clinton, who won the popular vote in Colorado. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit ruled differently in Colorado Department of State versus Baca. They believe that electors are free to vote for whomever they choose. The decision comes just in time for the 2020 presidential election. 
In Laurel, Maryland, I'm Stephanie Joseph for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding the airborne spread of coronavirus from Lily Kepner. The World Health Organization announced on Monday that they plan to investigate their policies regarding the coronavirus after over 200 health officials and scientists from 32 countries drew up evidence that the virus can be spread through residual airborne particles lingering in the air. The letter critiques WHO for saying the virus is primarily spread through droplets and for downplaying airborne transmission, which they believe plays a large role in transmission. The letter was published in the Clinical Infectious Disease Journal, and the agency is currently reviewing the report. WHO's guidance currently encourages people to maintain at least a meter, or about 3.3 feet, of space between each other, and, to heavily, and they also heavily promote handwashing. The agency stuck to and defended these guidelines in early April when 36 experts approached them about the possibility of airborne transmission, and it is not clear if they will make changes now. Moreover, when compared to other health organizations such as the CDC, WHO has, was also slow to support the use of face masks in public and the notion of asymptomatic transmission. WHO has recommendations for both individuals and government officials nationwide and has an extensive research page on their website. In Wilton, Connecticut, I'm Lily Kepner for WTBU News. Finally, an update from In Young Kim about Britain's new sanctions. The UK Foreign Ministry Dominic Raab said on Monday Britain imposed sanctions targeting Russians and Saudis who violated human rights. Around 25 Russian nationals, including officials, were charged for mistreatment of a lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky, who died in Moscow prison after revealing a tax fraud. Allegedly, 20 Saudi nationals, including intelligence officials, were also accused of death of a journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, in Istanbul. Additionally, Myanmar's commanders who arranged violence against its minority Rohingya were listed and the UK included North Korea's organization for running a prison camp. This is Britain's first independent sanction ever since it left the EU in January. Russia criticized the sanction as Russophobic nonsense and the Saudi administration has not responded yet. In Newton, Massachusetts, I'm In Young Kim for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Megan Gregoire, Alex Corey, and Grace Ferguson, I'm Mia McCarthy reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.